It seems like the the Genesis really thrives on communicating a vibe mm -hmm. really well, and so I think that's why so many of these like uh, Sega Genesis games are so fucking frightening <laughs> because the music is so <laughs> scary. <laughs> Welcome to Mario Kart. <laughs> Choose your player. Now we're just doing I'm just doing an impersonation of Mario Kart 64. This is a terrible first impression. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast where we impersonate the soundtracks of N64 games. <laughs> that is honestly a significant amount of content in, in this podcast. You know, you're not wrong. I said it as a joke at first, but then I realized but the dark there is, truth. <laughs> there is parts of that in here. We pretty regularly will just sort of sing over whatever bad soundtrack is in an N64 game. We're just very musical folk. Yeah, that's that's the explanation. <laughs> Chase was in a band. I was in band. You were in band. Yeah, not even a band. Band. You were in a band. I was band, okay? I was, I was fucking band. Shoot it straight in my veins. <laughs> Let me hear that saxophone weep, David. <laughs> Did you ever learn how to play uh, the, the sexy saxophone, dude? I never learned, learned, but like mm -hmm. I just messed around one day and I was like, okay, that's how you play it. It's pretty close, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's not hard, I don't think. Yeah, probably You just gotta not, add right? like a little bit of a trill to it, a little bit of <laughs> yeah. a, a hip thrust to it. Hey, that's on our, our, our only pods. That's the sort of content we get over there, but this is a different medium. <laughs> only pods <laughs> what kind of content will we have in an only pod chase well we we definitely would record the podcast in sort of like scantily clad outfits it's mm -hmm. not going to come through really in like an audio format but mm -hmm. the audience would know that i'm wearing like a cool like silk gown or you, something they would just hear like a little ruffle on the background for a second <laughs> yeah like, that's yeah, the silk he is wearing that silk i would yeah only <laughs> hush tones like huh? very low it's it's approaching asmr but I, was about, like, I was about to say asmr cast yeah it's close mm. uh there's also like a dating simulator arg in there somewhere whoa so there's that yeah <laughs> all right now we're getting real fancy yeah you and i create chavid to find a significant other and so the audience can chime in and date chavid chavid i ben didn't benby <laughs> chavid benby <laughs> <laughs> Either that or Dace Olavides. Olavides. <laughs> From Nicaragua. Yeah, just an entirely different place. Yeah. Not where we come from. <laughs> not, not, not where we're from at all. No. Well, it is video game podcast, David. <laughs> uh, the, just the regular podcast, not, uh, not, the, not yeah. the only pods. Um, no, you, you, no one here is subscribed to our only pods, so... No one. In fact, no one. Not only no one here, but no one is subscribed to it. I, <laughs> I tried to, and the content was quite abrasive. Yeah, we, um, uh, you know, honestly even offered to pay people to subscribe to our only pods, and they <laughs> still said no. Even that didn't work. <laughs> So yeah, we're probably going to shutter those windows pretty soon, but this yeah. one's fine. This is Video Game Podtimism. It's the Optimist Video Game Variety Show, mm -hmm. where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of video games. Uh, my name is Chase, and today is not my birthday. It's just a true fact. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I'm David. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm wearing a sweater. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. This is just also a fact. fact factual statements as yeah. the flavor text for the week it's a very comfortable sweater yeah that looks nice hugs your bod nicely hugs, hugs my bod in all the right places you know mm -hmm. this is some getting weird, close to only pods right now some Let's weird monday on. energy brings <laughs> we're bringing Let's here move on my my oven was just on fire a second ago so it's just a weird day yeah sure and there was a a, a mysterious cat who showed up in mysterious her cat it was like breakout Breakdown? Breakdown. Breakdown. And Breakout. The sequel to Breakdown. Yeah, that's uh that's the required reading for the podcast this week, everybody. I hope you I hope you uh I hope you played Breakdown. <laughs> I hope you read the syllabus. There will be a quiz. David, have you been playing video games? Yeah, I have been. Would you uh would you oblige me and, and tell me about them? So I've been kind of predisposed this past week. Mm. In what way? Uh, I had three days of work and then I went on vacation. Hell yeah. Okay. So I didn't have a lot of time for video games, but I did yeah. play Overwatch a little bit. Mm -hmm. I missed out on a sweet Rocket League gaming sesh with the bros. Oh no. Sad. Tragic. Sad times. Yeah. 
and I have downloaded both Abzu mm. and Subnautica, and I'm ready to dive in. <laughs> wow, hell yeah. I'm going to play a lot of sound effects over that part. <laughs> I feel, I feel <laughs> dirty about that one. I feel bad. I'm sorry, everybody. We are, we're either going to gain or lose five subscribers, and I'm not sure which. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Find out next week. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I've been doing. I really haven't really haven't been playing that much, which is weird. I, it's the first time I haven't played video games for a while because it seems the world is opening back up a tad bit. Yeah, you're you're a fully vaccinated human being because yeah. you're a, a frontline worker as it turns out. So you can mostly there there's a lot of life that you can return to. Yeah. Yeah, still wearing masks, don't worry everybody. Well, sure. Yeah, still you're a responsible distancing, human being. Not going around like licking licking things or <laughs> sharing PlayStation 2 controllers. Sharing PlayStation 2 controllers or, you know, blowing into other people's 3DS uh, microphones. Microphones. Yeah. yeah. Game game stuff. I haven't been game doing video gamer game blowing stuff. stuff. What what is wrong <laughs> with me tonight? <laughs> Your oven was on fire. We established <laughs> that it's it's bringing a weird energy. My brain is <laughs> I mean, I hear that, but also I think the best part of video game podtimism is that we take everyone as they are. It's true. Including you, David. Yeah. Thank you for still accepting me and letting me be on the podcast, even though I haven't been <laughs> uh, playing video games this past week as much as I should have been. But I did play a good couple rounds of Overwatch last night, which was good. Was Hell nice. yeah. After my, after my long drive back to Santa Barbara from Sacramento. That is quite a drive. Yeah, I had a lot of traffic this weekend. Everybody it's else painful. is all out and about, too. Everyone's ready. The other amount of California that is vaccinated is out driving and having a good time. I mean, no. Probably it's probably just, some of the ones who aren't as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, they're out there. It's a painful experience right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm totally here for you uh, just sort of soaking in, in your video game experiences mm -hmm. and, you know, getting stronger for the future. Uh, yeah, to be fair, getting to my destinations this weekend, I did have to use a lot of my driving skills from like need for speed to get yeah. there in any sort of uh, drifting timely fashion yeah drifting nitrous mm -hmm. using yeah all, all superus come with nitrous <laughs> uh escaping the pursuit of law enforcement dude i lost so many pigs over the weekend it's great <laughs> just threw my banana peel out made them skid out yeah crash Wah! five fifty car pilot behind me <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the, the sounds of characters in Mario Kart when they get hit with a banana. Let's do Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to hear that you've uh, been soaking in your video game experience. What have you been playing, bro? Some things. I am on a, uh, a march to beat Persona 5. I think I am getting closer. I've been seeing you just all you've been playing. Yeah. Every yeah, time I've you're been on PlayStation, on... Persona. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like definitely getting through it. I, I suspect that, I, so I'm getting what I think is closer to the end of just normal persona, not Royal. Like it, this would be the end of what the, the normal game was. I'm still not quite there yet, but I'm in what I think is the, the final palace mm -hmm. um, before you get uh, taken in by law enforcement at the beginning of the game. Um, so things are almost lining up. Yeah. Still incredibly enjoyable. I just, I just love this fucking video game, man. Nice. Um, the longer it goes on, the more time I spend with it, the more I really like it. And I, I knew I had known that I'd like this game, but I I don't think I had really understood the extent to which I would enjoy it until I've gotten this far. This is definitely the farthest I've gotten. So you liked the game before, but you didn't like like it until now. I didn't like like it, and it didn't send me back a piece of paper that says I like you back Ooh. on it. One one written I like you is worth mm -hmm. two spoken I like like yous. Yeah, absolutely. You've got it in writing. You got it's in writing. binding law at that point. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> middle middle school law. So, uh, yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable. What else to say about it? I mean, that's it right now. It's just really good. I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how it wraps up and how it, you know, finishes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's that. Those are my only thoughts on it right now. I think I'll have to wait until I'm like done with it to really like put a pin in that. Yeah, you're ready to see how it ends. To yeah, really yeah. formulate something more about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I am also trying my darndest to beat Loop Hero. Um, Hard? It is a, 
uh, it's challenging. Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot of grinding towards this part of the game um, of like, I need to go on a run to just get resources. That is the only mm-hmm. thing I need to do because I'm not beating the boss. Like I'm, I'm not really getting close at all. And so I need to like upgrade my overall like strength. I need to upgrade like how much potions do. You'd be grinding right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I unlocked, what is it? The alchemist, which is actually making things really easy. You can like turn one resource into another in, in a certain way. You, you unlocked an alchemist? Alchemist? Yeah, I did. It was very good. You unlocked the alchemist. <laughs> I unlocked the novel, the alchemist. Um, uh, yeah, so it is. I think I'm probably getting closer. This game has definitely turned into like watch a stream of something and also do this kind of, or mm. um, listen to a podcast and do this kind of. I, I would like to beat it because I think I do enjoy this game, but it it has probably um, worn on me a little bit in just the sense that it's it does have a lot more grinding than I was expecting it to. But I don't think that discounts the experience as a whole. It's mm-hmm. just a lot of what I'm experiencing right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, what else? Uh, last week I talked about beating Advanced Wars One. I've now I've started advanced wars 2 on the rg 351p um it is good it is better than the first one i think Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of like ux changes that make it a little bit more enjoyable Mm -hmm. it's by and large like the same game like there's there's not that much that's different but i think the things they changed are are for the better Mm -hmm. um there's a lot more uh uh, people you can play as so that's fun to sort of like change up that dynamic because every one of them has like different numbers that are going to affect like how you have to approach any given battle i got to the level that i was absolutely stuck on the first time i played it like 15 to 20 years ago at this point and beat that very quickly so i'm seriously wondering what was going on (laughs) at the time that i just like did not understand how to play this video game yeah so yeah it's it's pretty good again the thing i will uh, echo every time we talk about this the game looks so good Mm. for being a video game on the game boy Mm advance like Mm -hmm. it just looks phenomenal i'm so i'm always shocked that like this is what came out that long ago nice so yeah i am also playing monster hunter rise Mm. david all right this is the monster hunter game that just came out for switch i let me see have you do you i actually don't know this do have you played any of the monster hunter games i played the demo for monster hunter world sure it was back when i didn't enjoy the big sword swing slowly type games but now that (laughs) i've played demon souls and bloodborne I might yeah. give it another chance at some point, see if it clicks. Yeah, I definitely liked like FromSoft games while trying the past few Monster Hunter games. Mm-hmm. And it just never really clicked with me. I think some of the mechanics are so, so dense that like I almost need to go like look up how to do a lot of them. Like just the sheer amount of like prep that you need to do before you go actually like hunting things. Sure. Is really intense. But it's from what I understand and so far what I've played, like they've streamlined quite a bit of that in this one. Mm-hmm. So like they're you just kind of don't need to to like mess around with as much of it this time. Okay. It's been really fun so far. Like it's definitely Monster Hunter, right? Like you take a quest and you go out and try and just like fight one and it takes a while. Like the monsters do not go down easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to like pursue them and like fight them for like probably 20 minutes or so. Wow. But like I think once you sort of get used to that rhythm, it is really enjoyable just to like try and like deck yourself out with the best gear and like go hunt something and you know, just kind of wander around and zen out for a little while. Yeah. It, the matchmaking is is a lot easier in this one. Mm. I, I, I believe, I can't remember where I heard this, but I, I'm pretty sure that this is uh, one of the first games that Nintendo's new, like, uh, Nintendo online infrastructure is being rolled out for. Oh. They're, they had built, like, essentially a new online architecture for for their for their games right because mm-hmm. I, I can't remember where this happened either but there was like some explanation of like i think it was when nintendo like leaked like last summer or something like that like there's a big leak of all this data and it came out that they were like still using their like online infrastructure from like the wii or like whatever like just old old tech mm-hmm. and i'm sure you've experienced that like trying to play smash bros online yeah. before like it's not good it's not good it's not good at all but it's much easier in this one like not really having to mess around with friend codes too much um, mm. and just mostly being able to say like, hey, I would like to join a game is is pretty easy. So do you have to play with others? Um, not necessarily. The, so like the point that I'm up to right now, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you can definitely do it on your own. My understanding from people who have played this a little bit more is that eventually you will need to um, sort of in the way that like a, a World of Warcraft or something would kind work. Of like, like get band together to take down a monster. Exactly. Yeah. Like you need more 
more people to do it. And I think, you know, in the case of something like WoW, it's like, it's really easy in that game to find a group of people to do uh, like a dungeon with very quickly. And I I was kind of hoping that Monster Hunter would eventually go that direction just because, you know, the online experience for for a lot of Nintendo games is pretty challenging. And so like wrangling enough friends to play that can be sort of a challenge unto itself. <laughs> yeah. Tell me everybody's friend code. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's not easy. Um, I also just don't have a ton of friends who play this game. So like mm. just getting enough people on board in the first place was sort of hard. But, you know, just being able to like quickly group up with whoever else is on the quest is, is pretty useful. Yes, yeah, that the whole stink squad isn't playing this game, right? <laughs> No, it's, yeah, the Snake Squad's playing Halo and fucking Rocket League. Like, I'm not about to be like, hey, do you guys want to pick up Monster Hunter with me? Like, this game that you might not like, but it's also full price $60. Like, sure. it's, you know. Quick sidebar, do they know that they're the Stank Squad now? Uh, yeah, Garen changed his tag in-game to be Stank without the A. <laughs> <laughs> so they do know. <laughs> Hell yes, Garen. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. a guy. Truly the hero we needed. I know, it's true. He's the hero of time, if anyone was. Mm. So, yeah, I, I haven't put, like, hours and hours and hours into this game, but I really want to. Like, Monster Hunter is one of those series that I just have not cracked yet. Yeah. I've tried them so many times. I can't tell you how many Monster Hunter games I've played, mm-hmm. tried, and just been like, I don't I don't think this is for me. I don't get it, yeah. But there's just so many people who love this game, and, like, people whose opinions I, like, generally really respect and like think are just like you know a fan of the series they're like no this is a good video game so i'm i'm determined to try and at least give it a fair shake no that's 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 the right thing to do yeah if i didn't try yeah, that no. with the witcher i would not have enjoyed it so much yeah that's very true mm-hmm. similar situation for me as well and then the final game that i've been playing is this game called the tenants this is an early access game that i found on steam mm-hmm. it it's how do i describe this it's sort of like the the game loop is that you are a landlord and uh you initially buy properties and you want to like fix them up for people um to rent them from you and you can also take on like sort of odd jobs of like hey i need this room renovated Mm -hmm. uh to be you know somebody who can rent this place or this needs to be like a bathroom can you can you renovate this this place Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the like gameplay of it plays very much like the sims like there's a lot of dna from the sims in there of like uh, like literally how you take down walls and like how you paint things and change the flooring and literally the menu for how you navigate to like a couch or something like that is is very similar to the sims but it's almost um the inverse relationship of the sims whereas the sims is you're in control of one person mm-hmm. and you can sort of mess around with homes this one is you are a landlord and so like you are renting to people who would be players in the sims essentially it's huh. uh, kind of like that it is so none of them are paying right now because the pandemic <laughs> <laughs> uh so i do have thoughts about this <laughs> um before <laughs> it's good in there huh yeah before i get there like it is if i if i'm able to turn my brain off it is a really enjoyable game and like very satisfying to uh like go find a new property it's like all run down um you like fix it up clean it up everything is like good and you're able to sort of like change the floor plan to be like okay like i have this much space i need to make like this into a two-bedroom home with like a kitchen and a bathroom and like sort of that planning part of it is really fun and uh sort of executes on the uh the hgtv dream sure where, <laughs> yeah where you're able to like yeah. you know re- renovate a house and make it into something else oh which gosh. is they should do an hgtv vr game where you just get to do all like the demo stuff <laughs> the demolition the yeah i think there is a game like this for switch really um i forget what it's called but yeah there's like a game where you Prop like just pose the game <laughs> pretty much i'm sure they have a video game tie-in by this point i'm pretty sure they do at least an <laughs> app game you know yeah yeah um but anyway it's 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 fun it it's a little bit more mechanically dense than i think i would expect this kind of game to be mm-hmm. um which is which is a good thing like there's a lot to sort of like you know sink your teeth into the uh if i turn my brain on it's a little bit more painful to like be a landlord and charge people money like there's there are just so many points where it's like it kind of feels bad like i've been on the other end of this relationship before and i'm like i don't necessarily know (laughs) that it's enjoyable to be in the one that i'm in here like you'll get texts from people who live next door to one of your tenants and it's like hey they're loud as fuck and you're like okay and then you have to like text your tenant and be like hey dude 
please turn the music off. It's so loud. I'm triggered. I know. <laughs> I'm triggered so bad. That part of it feels a little rough. And like, you know, I don't I don't think they're intentionally like trying to model it in a way where it's supposed to be painful. I think it's just like because living, housing, being uh uh being a tenant of some place is sort of a challenging thing to do in a lot of places like mm-hmm. income is a really big problem right now for a lot of people and so as a result housing is as well mm-hmm. and so there's it's it's like making a video game about something that's like you know working at a a, a shipping factory and it's supposed to be happy-go-lucky and fun yeah and it's like the reality of this is really rough and so like if if you can divorce yourself from that part of it it's a very fun game you just got to make sure not to turn your experience yeah. <laughs> the real world on mm-hmm. for that that little part of it john and tammy both have lost their jobs during the it's, pandemic it's, yeah like you now have to, to evict them and their two kids out of their apartment because they haven't paid for the last five months yeah like evictions <laughs> suck calling the police in this game suck <laughs> um, God. why is this game doesn't sound fun. That doesn't it's, sound enjo- doesn't sound enjoyable. Uh, so like, yeah, like this this part of it is the hard part and like generally I'm trying not to analyze the game very hard in that way cuz like like this this video game isn't going to go to like tenants, right? Like big tenant or big landlord isn't going to cash in yeah. with this video game. It doesn't really matter in that way. I think it's it can just reflect a part of society that is sort of challenging and like hopefully will uh make some people who play it be like this kind of sucks for the people who are living here, huh? Maybe I should support some policies where folks can get access to more equitable ho- housing than But is that the point of they... the game or is the game no, just to be like No, definitely not. It's definitely go just have the fun Sims. evicting people and calling the cops on people who are breaking the rules. So it I mean it plays much more like roller coaster tycoon in just like the way of like mm. the spreadsheets aren't coming down in your favor right now man yeah and like in roller coaster tycoon that's fine right you like you just hire more janitors or um you shut down the the roller coaster that isn't making very much money Mm. it's just a lot closer to home (laughs) when it's literally taking somebody out of their house sorry john spreadsheet say i gotta kick you out (laughs) yeah dude so it's not um, me doing it it's the spreadsheets it's the numbers they're just not right so i am enjoying the mechanics of the video game i think that part of it is really enjoyable but the the sort of wider expression of society is a little bit grating to play through Mm -hmm. but i still think it's a good video game like that part of it i think is really good yeah i think i just don't like how housing is done in the real world and so this video game's like sort of modeling that and it's nice yeah yeah anyway this is all going to bring me to my pod domestic thing of the week david what is it it is the haunted ps1 demo disc 2021 excuse me yeah dude this is a cool thing (laughs) what (laughs) so that was such a long long name the haunted ps1 demo disc 2021 yes this is a uh, an annual release it seems at this point so i was not aware of this i had played a couple of games like what are included in this let me let me back up the haunted ps1 demo disc is a collection of demos for video games that are in the sort of haunted playstation 1 video game genre uh-huh. that uh has sort of popped up and you know to my experience the last you know four or five years oh like those like those indie games that you've played you talked about them a couple of yes times. Okay. Yeah, so Bryce Butcher, I think, is one of the like bigger names in this scene at this point. Uh-huh. Um, and he had made Fatum Batula, which I had talked a little bit about yeah, that's way the back I was when. About. Yeah, which was phenomenal. I really liked that video game. Um, and he has, he has a game in this one as well. It is called uh, Protagoras Bleeds, which uh, was definitely like... I was looking forward to this release just because I had liked Fatum Batula. And so it's got this like demo of this game, um, which is just so frightening and so good. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of Silent Hill and it has a lot of Resident Evil in it. Yeah. I, I, definitely the art style, but just like sort of the mechanics of the video game in that way. Mm-hmm. Deeply frightening. You like show up to this like motel. You're essentially trying to skip town with this friend of yours and uh, your car breaks down in front of this motel. And so you like try and stay there over the night and like shit just breaks bad very quickly. Uh-oh. But it's so good. Like the tone of it is so frightening and so scary in a way that like really only a PlayStation 1 game could be. Sure. Yeah. But there are a lot of games like this included in this collection. And so it's essentially like, you know, you get a demo disc from, um, you know, Game Informer or yeah, what the fuck yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it's just like a download. You can just go download this. I love that. Yeah, it's really good. I miss those demo discs. Me too. I I love the presentation. I love like bundling it like this because a it gives exposure to games that I would absolutely not have heard of, but are sort of grouped with games that I probably would have. Like I I follow Bryce on um, Twitter, so like I certainly would have seen this release for him uh, mm-hmm. or from him. But there's there's a lot in here that I just not none of it was on my radar. So it's it's all just so good. There's this game called I think it's Walk. Mm-hmm. It's this Japanese uh, made game from Kazumi Games. Uh, Kazumi Studios, I think. So scary. It like seems to combine like sort of FMV sort of like backgrounds. Uh-huh. Like it's it looks to be just like real pictures of Tokyo or Japan, I should say. Yeah. But then they have like some characters that are in it. Um, let me actually show you a little bit of this. Yeah, let me see this. It sounds very interesting. So it looks like just like pictures of actual Japan, but they've got like some 3D renderings in here. Uh-huh. You play as this little girl, which is definitely like 3D. And at some points, this like monster will show up and pursue you. And like, yeah, it shows all this on the screen. Hide oh. quick. Don't be seen. And then this thing shows up. <laughs> That noise so scary is not okay with me. <laughs> no, dude. I am not okay with that kind of noise. There really is something about PlayStation 1 horror games that is deeply disturbing. It's so scary. I, I think it's like because so much is left up to your imagination and like it's it's really in the uncanny valley where like you absolutely know it's not real but like it's still very scary i don't know it's 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 hard to describe and interested to sort of like dig into this community a little bit more because it seems like there's a lot of people doing this right now interesting subgenre of video game i know yeah and i'm I'm so happy it exists because i was so into the games like paratopic and fatum batula being the two that i was like really into Mm -hmm. um and there's like 15 video games in this demo disc so i'm like really into uh trying all these out and seeing what's going on let's see i'm ready to hear your your opinion yeah yeah yeah. i mean i'm sure they're all great i think part of this genre that is really cool is that you can do a lot with like very little like a game can be very scary without having to be very complex yeah which is i i think a really cool thing and a really uh fun thing to sort of explore of like you know how how am i able to do something that is incredibly frightening without having to put years into a video game it's all about the vibe really though yeah um and like i said i think this 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 sort of texture of the playstation one just lends itself a lot to it being a very scary experience Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm I'm loving the demo disc this is apparently a thing last year too Mm. um 2020 had one that fatum patula was included in so where do you get it you just Download it on the internet. The one that I'm looking at is at hauntedps1.itch.io uh, slash demo disc 2021. You can just Google it too. The haunted demo disc PlayStation 1 2021. It'll definitely pull it up. All right. Give it a look. This community seems really cool. I need to dig into it. It's also like incredibly young. Like the developers hmm. who I've like uh, seen linked to this are like 20, 21. Like, whoa. Single developer they uh, folks. Were they, uh, they weren't alive for PS1. I know. That's what's really fascinating to me. It's like, as it, you know, if you're 20 years old at this point, PlayStation 1 was <laughs> pretty much before you were born. So it was like, like our snap. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I'm like, it's it's interesting that that is something that is being returned to, mm-hmm. especially if you're a young game developer, because like, I understand the connection beca- because I played so much of this and it was so scary to me. And so I'm, I agree that it is frightening, but it's interesting to see that there are folks who maybe didn't experience it the first go around, see some kind of value in that aesthetic being something that they're pursuing. It is a unique type of frightening. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, that's, uh, that's my optimistic thing of the week. David, is there something fueling your sense of optimism? Yes. What is it? It's funny gamer tags. Gamer tags. Hell yeah. There's, <laughs> this is definitely a genre of gamer tags. <laughs> I just can't stay mad at someone who beats me in Rocket League when his name is Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Like, it's just funny. <laughs> it's just funny. Like, I was playing with Trav and mm-hmm. Jahan the other day on Rocket League. Yeah. And there was someone who we were playing. And their name was Squeeb. <laughs> S-Q-U-E-E-B. If you're listening, yeah. Squeeb, shout out to Squeeb. Shout out, Squeeb. But there was just something really funny about it. Yeah, yeah. And it's just fun, like, before we mash to, like, look at the gamer tags and be like, uh-oh. You guys, squeeb. they have Squeeb. <laughs> Squeeb's here, everybody. 
<laughs> be prepared. We're about to get we're about to get our asses kicked. It's a special kind of enjoyment when you're able to uh, reference somebody by their gamer tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's great time, and you just joke about it and laugh about it for the whole entire mm-hmm. match. Like Squeeb's gonna get you. Squeeb's coming. Oh God. There, uh, there was a point period of uh, my enjoyment of Halo Two where I had my normal gamer tag, but I also had uh, like three months of like Xbox Live for free, and you can't apply that to an old Xbox Live account. So I went ahead and made um, the gamer tag a scooter. Um, a scooter. So that when you were killed in Halo Two, it would say you were killed by a scooter. Uh, middle school me thought that was the peak of comedy for a little while that reminds me of the time that uh i played my cousin's version of pokemon red Mm -hmm. and i was fighting gary his rival Mm -hmm. and he named his rival a butt got him so every time he threw out a new pop, yeah. Pokemon would be a butt threw out threw a Charizard or whatever. <laughs> the it's imagery, like, oh, yeah. Got in, him every time. <laughs> this game just keeps on roasting this fool. In um, Dota and Steam specifically, you can change your name really easily. Like your display name doesn't need to be something specific. It doesn't be, need to be unique, I should say. And so mm-hmm. people can like change their entire team name to be something that's like specific unto itself like oh let's all be a member of the avengers or something like that in a very basic example but like it's it's just incredible what folks can do over uh over dota to really demoralize the team <laughs> strike the fear in the heart of your enemies yeah that was good um yeah no love love a good funny gamer tag that's absolutely true mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cool do you want to move on to our main thing david let's do it cool So you had suggested doing a good, a good games on this on this one, I think a week ago. Yeah. So we're going to do it. We're here. We're ready. We're here. It's good games. The segment where we talk about all the game, the okayest games of yesteryear. Although mm-hmm. I think we're just wading into doing any game of yesteryear at this point. Uh, kind of. Yeah. The, the segment has sort of shifted its identity mm-hmm. um, to just doing games of yesteryear. Because guess what? It's our segment, so we can do what we please. It's true. We can we can do anything. Mm-hmm. We can even turn it into a segment about the old one, which we do every <laughs> single time. Um, <laughs> You're the one who brought it up first. Yeah, me. it is. I fucked up. I, I committed the cardinal sin. The you old at sin. least the old <laughs> The Fuck. oldest sin. So, uh, yeah, it's good games. Welcome talk about to the, the old cast. It's fine. Um, you made me do it. I did. I, I, I called his name into this world. Tommy Hilfiger, you must come to our world. Um, so, it is good games. The second one where we talk about the okayest games of yesteryear. Uh, gosh, all the things that we love about them. And sometimes reimagine what they might look like today. And sometimes not. Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes we don't. But uh, this week we were talking about a game called Jurassic Park for the Sega Genesis. Straight up, no subtitle, just it's Jurassic just Jurassic Park. Park. Yeah, just that's just JP. the one. Yeah, what a what a it's it was an interesting inclusion because I definitely played this game more than I thought I had. Same. Yeah. Once we had like listened to the first couple title tracks in there. Mm-hmm. God, the music is good. I know, quite frightening. I've got some I've got some notes on this, David. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get too far into it, let me hit you with a few hot stats, David. Let's hear it. Hot stats. Hot stats. So this game came out. In North America, August 10th of 1993. Oh. Bit of an old one. The Genesis is older than I thought it was. Bit of an old one, Bit you of say. an old one. <laughs> I didn't uh. even mean to. The insanity is seeping into my mind. <laughs> the Genesis is older than I thought it was. I don't know why I thought it was a little bit more modern of a console, but it came out in 89. So, like, it's... Uh, it's because its lifespan kind of bled into our earliest yeah, days. That's true. So, yeah, it came out uh, August 10th of 1993, which was just a few months after the movie had come out. Um, Jurassic Park, the movie, had come out June 11th of 1993. So Classic. Yeah, but, but two months afterwards, which... I, I think makes sense. Initially, I was like, why didn't they launch on the same day? But like, I think it actually does make sense to sort of like stagger your game release so that a bunch of people will have played it or mm-hmm. watched it rather mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. the time they're playing the video game or at least have access to it. Totally. Uh, I'm really glad we picked this one because we've been doing game studios that are like 
widely known and very available recently. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one uh, was made by a company called Blue Sky Software, which I'd never heard of before. Me neither. I played some of their games, but I hadn't like I just had no idea who this was. So I'm, I'm glad we can sort of like dive into these uh, development companies that I just don't really know about very much. Mm-hmm. So they'd been making games since like 1988. Uh, they were founded by a man named George Kiss. Wow. Which I, I love. George Kiss. George Kiss. What love a name. that. <laughs> um, little Georgie they, Kiss. Little Georgie Key. Georgie Kiss. So they'd made a bunch of games, uh, including Joe Montana Football, Basket Brawl, which was like a brawling Pest basketball brawl? game. Um, they'd made Whoa. the Avoid the Noid game for Commodore 64. Oh, okay. They made Shadow Run for Sega Genesis, which was a very good game. Uh-huh. They made Starflight, which was a sci-fi adventure game for Genesis, and also Vector Man. I don't know if you ever played Vector Man for Genesis. No, but, but uh, I heard of it. Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked, I liked Vector Man. But uh, not like huge, gigantic games, I think, by any measure. There wasn't one in here that was just like ubiquitous, like... Uh, Nintendo EAD was last week where it's like they made every fucking video game of yeah. all time. <laughs> it's Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, they've been making games for quite a while. I do have a review from the outlet Video Games from from last week. Again. Again. Right. I have taken their review, which I think was in Czech and wow. Czechoslovakian, uh-huh. and run it through every language I could find in Google Translate until finally arriving back at English. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've mangled their review up quite a bit, but... Let's hear what they had to say after we've destroyed it with Google Translate. They said, use this method to fully store and retain your profit, not Jurassic Park. It could be bad or good for Jurassic Park, but fans hate this movie after buying it. Spring friends want to wait for the seat. 66 out of 100. (laughs) So you buy this game and then you start hating the movie? It seems like it. It seems like that's what they were saying, huh? (laughs) This game is so bad, I hate the movie now. The movie sucks now. Um, I do like that Spring Friends will wait for the seat, though. That is quite nice of them. Spring Friends will wait for the seat. They will. Um, David, do you want to describe to me what this video game is? How do you play it? Yeah, so it's a side-scrolling action game. Yep. Um, You play as either alan grant protagonist yes. from jurassic park mm-hmm. a velociraptor so it doesn't really specify which one just a velociraptor so i mean easy to easy to guess which one people played more you gotta assume opinion. it's the dino right like yeah yeah you get to be a dino you get to nom on other small dinos and attack yeah. people. alan grant's cool though because he does a pacifist run you know which is pretty yeah it's all like smoke grenades and and tranquilizer like grenades and, and sleep darts and tasers and stuff so yeah yeah he's 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 a real dino homie i mean you got you got to be the dino you got to be the you got to be the raptor yeah it's pretty it's a lot more fun a lot more Mm -hmm. visceral so is that all of what this game is is there any is there any more to it i mean it's platforming yeah it's a lot of platforming to it so you have to like run and jump and try to get to different spots you had to like pick up power-ups and stuff Mm -hmm. there's one level where you're alan grand and you have to like get uh gasoline for your boat as you go down some you waterfalls do, yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and it just follows the the basic premise of the of the movie after the T Rex gets out and messes up your car. Um, Essentially, yeah. There's yeah. parts of it that are in the book as well that I read. Yeah, that weren't in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's more um, true to the to, to the, the source to the source material. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dino part is just kind of I don't know Get an al- alternate alternate story. Yeah, I was pretty glad they included it though. It's a pretty interesting way to 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 make the game be the bad guy. I think is that's the final it. boss Alan Grant in that one? If you're the it is, one? yeah. It is? It is. That's funny. Yeah. The ending of the, the Velociraptor run is I think you, it doesn't show Grant dying. You just sort of like hit the base of these like dinosaur exhibits and make them fall on him and then he runs away. But like after that, it shows you the Velociraptor climbing into like a crate that's being loaded onto a boat going back to like the mainland. And then it's like, you, you're going to get out and get him. This little Velociraptor going to get him. I'm going to find you, Alan Grant. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think that's it. It's chunked up into, like, levels. Like, there's, I think, like, five or six levels. Yeah, there's five or six levels that takes you through the island. You know, there's, like, the tree forest level. There's the the waterfall level with the boat. Yeah. There's, like, a volcano level, like, a power yeah. station level. And then, like, the level at the end, I think, is the uh, museum, like, yep. gift shop level. That yeah. Everybody knows from the movie where the T-Rex busts in and roars. Yeah, I think that's mostly it. It's, like, 
on paper a pretty simple game. Yeah, straightforward. Um, let's let's talk about what uh, what we love about this game. Shall yeah, we? let's do it. What did you like about most about this game, David? It was like my first kind of scary. Yeah, my first kind of scary game. Yeah, the beginning with the with the lightning and the and the rain <laughs> and the opening of the gates and the music. Yeah, very evocative and and it's just just the right amount of scary for a lad my <laughs> age when I started playing this one. Probably like what four? I don't know. I must have I must have got my hands on this game definitely after it came out. Right, like yeah. I was not playing this at the time. Probably like four or five ish, I think. Mm-hmm. Pretty young still to be playing a game. Yeah, granted, yeah, I did yeah. not get far in the game. <laughs> Certainly not, dude. I don't. It's, it's pretty hard. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I got past the first level when I was younger. I was looking at the second level like uh, today. I played a little bit of it and then watched some people like uh, like run through it. Essentially, I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I got to the second level at yeah. any point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was tough. It's it was hard really game. hard. Yeah. Yeah. So I really loved the the scary tone, mm-hmm. right? The di- I loved dinosaurs as a kid, so I just loved anything with dinosaurs in it. I was sure, obsessed yeah. with dinos as a, as a young lad. <laughs> so that was definitely a plus. Yeah. I liked the animations. Mm-hmm. I like I liked that the Alan Grant had um like kind of the Prince of Persia esque fluid animations for back yeah, then. You're, you're right. That, that is a uh, very Prince of Persia y. Like the way he jumps and moves. And when shit. he jumps, the way he swings, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not the same for the Velociraptor, of course. You can't really mocap a velociraptor yeah. but it still had some pretty sweet moves like the jumping talon attack yeah that was yeah, sweet yeah. i had looked up a little bit about this and i think that the animations for the dinosaurs were a little bit of like stop motion mm. like they had taken pictures i think the either props or like something from uh jurassic park to a point where they could like uh like build it into the game which i thought was really cool it looked not photorealistic but as if the source was coming from a photo sure and i also saw that they did a like sort of basic version of motion capture for Grant. Mm-hmm. They had had someone do those moves and essentially based the keyframes in the game off of that. Yeah. So like, you know, they're essentially modeling what it actually looks like to sort of jump like that or make know, it slide look fluid and natural yeah. and real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Slide down a tree stump for like 20 feet yeah. into a yeah, yeah. pit of spikes and die. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that. A lot of bad drops that'll, oh! that'll get you. <laughs> That was my impersonation. It's pretty good. It's like that voice line is just seared, seared into our memories, I think. Because I heard it so many times because I died so <laughs> yeah. much. It's a hard game. This game is hard. The The tone of this video game, I want to talk about this a little bit. And mm-hmm. the, the, the music is like the biggest part of this. I totally agree with you that they nailed the sort of like scary tone of Jurassic Park. Because mm-hmm. the movie itself, like as an adult, I don't find it horrifying. But as a kid, it was so scary. Yeah. It's a scary um, adventure. Yeah. And I think... Uh, the way this game got there was definitely through the mechanics, right? Like the dinosaurs are dangerous, but um, it feels like the music was a really, really big part of why this game was so like moody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking into like why that might be the case. And I eventually just kind of like fell down the rabbit hole on the differences between the uh, Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis sound chips. Hmm, fascinating. I want to hear more. Yeah, I I'd sort of like, not intrinsically, but I think when you hear a Sega Genesis like song or soundtrack, you know it's from the Sega Genesis. Like there's a texture and a sound to it. In the same way totally. that like you you know that like, oh, this sound probably couldn't be coming out of a Super Nintendo or something like that. Yeah. And so uh, I looked into it and there is uh, this chip that the Genesis used called the Yamaha YM2612, which uh, produced all the sounds on it, right? Like, uh-huh. you know, just as like a, a very surface level explanation of like sound chips sounds are just you know represented uh uh through bits and bytes right and through a modern computer you can pretty much recreate what the fuck ever sound you want because there's not a huge issue with like size right yeah you could include a one a full one megabyte sound of uh something very wild that is uh rich and intense but with these older sound chips they can only produce so many sounds because like it's just a limitation of the memory and the computation power of the system itself mm-hmm. and so you know for back lack of a better metaphor you're essentially limited to whatever sound like sound you can make out of the console and so when people went to go make like soundtracks and uh, music and sound effects and shit like that they were limited by whatever the chipset on that console was um the farther back you go like you know if you can think about something like atari the sounds there are so simple it's just you know beeps and boops and shit mm-hmm. whereas you know by the time we were getting Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, they were a little more complicated. And uh, I think like a, a pretty good illustration of this, um, I had found this video by uh, a dude who was playing soundtracks on various like sound chips. 
Uh-huh. And like, it's really interesting to hear kind of like, like what the different chips do for a different soundtrack. Sound, yeah. They're timbre as a chip, the chip timbre. Yeah. Let me play uh, the beginning of this song because I'm sure you'll know it. Um, this is the intro music to Mega Man X. And this is on the Super Nintendo sound chip. Mm. Um, for any of you who've heard the song, it's probably pretty familiar. Slaps. Slaps, for sure. The arrangement is very good. It's helpful here to listen to like the drums, especially. That's, I think, the biggest difference from one to the other. Okay, so anyway, um, this dude, Horace Cursino, I believe. Cursino? He had pulled out that and like rearranged it and played it on a Sega Genesis sound chip. So let me play this and you can... You can hear the difference. That bass. The bass. That's the biggest difference. That and the drums, I think. But you can tell it's on a Genesis. Like, yeah. If you've played any of the difference of these games, it's it's obvious. Like the Genesis sounds like you got a full-fledged surround system, whereas the Nintendo sounds more like listening on your car radio. A little bit. I feel like just that the highs are more pulled out with the Nintendo, whereas this one, the bass is more prominent. Yeah, I think the the highs here sound a little bit tinnier, and they're a little bit less focused than it is on the bass and the drums here. Yeah. I honestly think this sounds better than the other one like it's a lot more driving and intense Mm -hmm. um let me do another example though to kind of illustrate the inverse let's hear it this is super mario world this is i think it's just the the song from like world one one essentially Mm -hmm. in super mario world totally and the melody here is like really important to the song Like, that's kind of the driving thing here. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the Mega Man 1, it was almost the sort of, like, uh, the drive of the of the drums and the bass. That's so um, good. But let me play it on the Genesis one. Sounds a lot tinnier and not nearly as good to me. Yeah, like they really play down the high notes and play up the low notes with, yeah. this, with the Genesis. Like, you can hear those bass runs really well. A very different um, vibe. Yeah, a totally different vibe. And so, like, it seems like uh, the the point being that I think overall, the Nintendo sound chip really lends itself well to these, like, very happy-go-lucky melodies where, like, you can really attach to a melody, right? Like, the bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum gets mm-hmm. stuck in your fucking ear because it's very catchy. And that's, like, the point of the song. Yeah. But in the same way that Nintendo is, like, a family-friendly console, right? Like, you want some very simple and happy music to play. Despite the fact that none of this music is simple. It's just, like, you know, it's catchy. It's something you can listen to. Whereas it seems like the the Genesis really thrives on communicating a vibe Mm-hmm. really well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i think that's why so many of these like uh sega genesis games are so fucking frightening <laughs> because the music is so scary um you can really hear those low booming notes yeah let me let me play some of the jurassic park music here Yeah, that, they're really taking advantage of the bass. Yeah, like it's just sort of all this very low and moody music. And bongo. It's like moody moody bass line and bongo drums. Yeah. Spooky, spooky bongos with just the, the um, odd <laughs> dinosaur noise. In the dinosaur <laughs> This song. <laughs> frightening, David. So vibey. With the seagull <laughs> in the background. That's a spooky yeah. seagull. That's like the in-between worlds map uh, soundtrack, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Or in-between levels, I should say. It's so scary. Oh, my God. So, yeah. um, Anyway, point being, like, I think you saw a lot more of these uh, games being done on the Genesis because, like, or not because, but it it helped a lot when you were um, trying to, like, feel out the vibe when you could make this kind of music Mm -hmm. that's, like, just so, so scary. Yeah. 
And like, to me, age is a lot better as far as like communicating the vibe, right? Like all of these Super Nintendo songs still get stuck in my head constantly. But like, I feel like this game and like Splatterhouse um, mm. and like Golden Axe and uh, <laughs> um, Golden Axe, uh, Altered uh, Beast. Altered Beast, yeah, all of these like very interesting soundtracks in the background. That, Sonic, like, Sonic, yeah, absolutely. Um, like they, you could they, not have that 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 fullness of those trumpets and Sonic on the yeah, on like just singing the doesn't make any sense without the like ding like going yeah. on behind mm-hmm, the the, mm-hmm. the melodies so yeah it's it's interesting to sort of like i think distinguish how these games would have been different if they were even on a different like sound chip even mm-hmm. if the game was exactly the same like mm-hmm. i think it's music was doing a lot for games at this time it really just filled in so much of what the visuals could not display yeah which yeah. i think is why it sticks with you so much more than maybe music and video games now does i think so because like you can you can just recreate like real instruments and like in in games now and so Mm -hmm. the the choice to have like sort of an aesthetic or sort of have a sound that's not a real world instrument is literally a choice that you have to make right Mm -hmm. and so i think the because of the constraint of these older uh, systems it like forced people to figure out how do I communicate something with like this very limited range of instrumentation. Whereas now it's like you have the entire world and that's like almost more intimidating. (laughs) You now have the whole world. Yeah. So, so you can do pretty much whatever. So it's, it's interesting to, to, to think about this stuff. Uh, so yeah, I think, uh, going back to like what, what we love about the game, I think the tone Mm -hmm. and then the music is just like quintessential good stuff. Totally. I really liked that you could play as the antagonist. Like you could, literally be the dude trying to hunt who you're playing in the other part of the game same i thought that was a cool definitely a cool bit to the game right it wasn't necessarily done mm-hmm. a whole lot back then but it just no yeah, yeah. It totally changes the whole way you you experience the gameplay right mm-hmm. instead of just knocking everything out you're killing everything in sight just chomping on everything yeah jumping hella far <laughs> compared to alan grant's feeble human body tiny little jump genetically inferior yeah <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, they, people, people made a lot of big deals out of uh, the last of us last year for putting you in the, the, the shoes of the antagonist, but look at Jurassic Park nearly 30 years ago, baby. All comes back to them Raptors. (laughs) So yeah, I I thought this game was uh, cool and interesting and like, I have a hard time i think with sega genesis game design as a whole Mm. like it feels a lot less intuitive to me why is that Um, this i so like think of think of a a typical sonic level or especially the the underwater levels i think especially sure there is a lot of not necessarily knowing where to go and i think this game does it too where it's like i don't know if i need to like jump over here or go down and i'm in the trees do i go right do i go down do i go up where am i supposed to go is going down going to kill me from here because i can't see anything below me and And so like video games would tell you yes that will kill you but in this one no No, that's where you're supposed to go (laughs) and so like it's it becomes a process like the mechanics uh become a process of sort of memorization of the map Mm -hmm. and i think that's true for sonic as well uh and i think you know where where something and again this isn't specifically sega genesis this was on super nintendo games as well but i think like first party super nintendo games do this a little bit better where it's like it's very clear where you need to be going it's just sort of like can i jump at the right time to like make this happen or something like that right the challenge is the skill to get there as opposed to figuring out i'm supposed to go there yeah or like being able to memorize five levels in a row right like getting far enough into it and then being like okay so i there's a velociraptor here that I don't see I need to be careful for that next time and so like it becomes kind of a time sink at a certain point and like I don't think that's a bad decision I think just it's harder for me I think I have a more challenging time doing that because like people like Sonic right <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and I think Sonic the Hedgehog does this too where it's like there's a lot of ways to get to the end of a level mm-hmm. but some of them if you jump in the wrong spot will lead you to a pit right like some spikes <laughs> that you'll jump onto <laughs> Is this the end of the level or will I die? Yeah, exactly. So just in general, I think I, I find Genesis games a little bit hard to return to just because of that. Sure. It's an older way of making games, but I, I think this one still sort of succeeds because it is still very frightening. The music is still very good and scary. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park slaps. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a fun time. Didn't they make a Jurassic Park game recently where you're like the Raptors or something? I know that there was the game where you were like managing a Jurassic Park park 
which was pretty cool. That is cool. It like played out like uh, um, Sim Theme Park and shit like that. So the most recent Jurassic Park game was Jurassic Park Evolution. I think this is the one where you manage the, the park. Mm. Uh, before that, Jurassic World Alive, then Dinosaur Stampede. Whoa. Also, Jurassic World Facts. <laughs> Facts? Yep. Is that like an app? App game? I think it is, yes. Jurassic Park Online Slot, of course. Slot machine game. Obviously. It's Jurassic Park, the game made by Telltale Games. What the hell was this? Oh, there was that. They did Jurassic I don't Park. Remember this. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's all I really have to say about Jurassic Park. Did you did you have anything else you wanted to call out here? What was good about it or what you loved about it? I liked tasering the big dinosaur. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The taser was a fun gun. The taser was a fun gun, um, especially uh, charging it up and tasering things. Um, the run through I saw, this dude is just like not scared of Tyrannosaurus Rexes's. <laughs> like just yeets a grenade at this thing and they're like oh that's enough for me and then they just don't attack him yeah. just yeet it um and i liked the sound effects of the dinosaurs they were very campy and funny yeah absolutely especially the t-rex saying sega in the beginning of the game i love that i love that as a child the first time it sega. happened i was like it said something <laughs> i was tripping i was tripping after that i i do love the every game needs to say sega at the beginning but like do with that what you will mm. love that <laughs> love that sega there are so many uh, so many like variations on that mm-hmm. i wish i had like aloy saying playstation 5 whenever i booted up horizon or something like that <laughs> sony abby just like punching the camera and saying playstation <laughs> the the old one in demon souls playstation <laughs> that's what he sounds like or tommy hilfiger tommy, tommy hilfiger Introducing 1080 snowboarding for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> they should do a Silent Tommy Hilfiger. God damn it. We didn't think of that one last week. Silent Hilfiger. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm really disappointed we didn't catch that on the first go around because out of context, this is going to make no sense. You're going to have to go listen to the last episode about 1080 snowboarding uh, where we talked about Tommy Hilfiger Presents. But now it's just, you're just in this Hill episode. It takes place all in a Tommy Hilfiger store. <laughs> the whole that, game in there that would absolutely be bundled in the 2021 p- cursed playstation one <laughs> demo disc most definitely most definitely <laughs> come on jays get to developing let's go it's wild some of the, a lot of these games were made in like a game jam which i thought was very cool oh where um, it's just like we're all gonna make a game right now yeah like over the next 72 hours you have time to make a game go um anyway yeah cool i think i think that's it for jurassic park huh i think that's it We are on Twitter. Um, if you would like to come interact with us there, we are at Podtimism. Come say hello if you would like to, or tell us about a Podtimistic thing, or even a good games game that you would like us to cover. Always open to doing some more. Now that we have the power of the internet and emulation of games that we definitely own, mm-hmm. uh, we can play whatever the fuck you want us to play. Uh, so that's that's an option. You can also, most a lot of you know us, so just text us yeah if you want to hear something yeah what are your Um, good games from yesteryear yeah absolutely want to want to hear it so yeah that's an option if you would like to support the show there are a couple of ways you could do that uh the easiest is probably just going and tossing us a review on uh apple Podcasts or whatever your podcasting host of choice is Mm -hmm. um written or not either one really helps us so uh, that would mean a great deal to us you can also uh, if you have a, a gamer friend, you can uh, show this podcast to them and be like, hey, do you remember that video game Jurassic Park? Um, and they'll be like, yeah. And then you can be like, this cool video game podcast that I listened to just did an episode on it. Go listen. They'll be like, <laughs> These two nice. chubs were talking about it. <laughs> they talked about it and uh, I guess Tommy Hilfiger. They're very, I think they're sponsored by Tommy. <laughs> We're controlled by Bill yes. H- Big Hill figure. Big, 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 big polo. Hill figure. <laughs> oh, as God. big as outer space. <laughs> the biggest polo yeah. controls us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, if you have made it to this part of the podcast, uh, both congratulations and also thank, thank you. you. We appreciate you spending your uh, ear minutes with us here. There are a lot of video game podcasts and a lot of podcasts, so we thank you for being with us on this one. Are you specifying ear minutes because they could be doing something else with like their hand minutes or their eye minutes or their mouth minutes? I didn't, but that's a good a, a good point. I'm usually doing something else with my hand minutes while I'm usually while I'm listening to a podcast with my ear minutes. Right, that's a good point. I wonder what people are doing listening to video game optimism. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know, and if it's something terrible, don't. Yeah, just don't. <laughs> so, we don't want to know. Don't. 
um so yeah uh i think that's it for this week uh david do you have any video game wisdom to take us out on uh yeah i do mm, so let's, let's let's hear it you can either be an alan grant or you can be a velociraptor <laughs> it's a, the choice is yours oh is that it Wow, short and sweet. Listen, you can either save a whole island and maybe the world from dinosaurs, or you can get to munching. Or you can get to munching. Or you could just eat everything and kill everything. (laughs) You could. Would people like you? You, Probably not. Probably not. I suspect not if you're just a nasty little velociraptor chomping around with with your bros. Aren't velociraptors like pack animals? Yes. So the game is you know factually incorrect or at least the game as it exists in the jurassic park universe mm-hmm. who knows whether they were actually pack animals in real life sure so so you and your other nasty friends could go be a pack of velociraptors yeah skulking around munching other tiny little dinos and hunting mm-hmm. for humans just make sure you find your chris pratt you need your make alpha. sure I'm, that's true so maybe you should find <laughs> your laura dern laura dern very hot with the kids right now the laura dern that's laura dern yeah dog wasn't she also the lawyer lady from Adam Driver Netflix movie with Scarlett Johansson? Marriage Story? Marriage Story. She was. That's the same lady? Same lady. Uh, dude, I had such a crush on her as a kid. Oh, absolutely. She was a heartthrob in, in Jurassic Park. It's a yeah. whole thing. So maybe we could refine this. You could either be Grant, but if you're going to be a velociraptor, be sure to find someone as cool as Laura Dern. David, what is happening to the side of you? There's a spider. <laughs> Garen? Don't listen to this part of the podcast. There's a spider in my pod chamber. Earmuffs, Garen. (laughs) It's too close to my computer to kill it. Can't smack it. I got no good smack lines. (laughs) We're going to have to wait this one out. I've got no good smack lines. End the podcast. sorry wait no let's get this let's get this video game wisdom sorted out no that's so it i've got no good smack lines find laura dern <laughs> and be cool be, be cool right. with your your world's version of laura dern okay cool okay bye all right bye <laughs> <laughs>